Things get cancelled all the time. That meeting you weren't looking forward to got cancelled because people couldn't coordinate their schedules. You cancel an order after you change your mind and don't want that item anymore. A TV show gets cancelled when it doesn't bring in the good ratings. When something is cancelled, it goes away, right? But in the latest use of the word, you can cancel people. In particular, celebrities, politicians or anyone who takes up space in the public consciousness. To cancel someone, usually a celebrity or other well-known figure, means to stop giving support to that person. The act of cancelling could entail boycotting an actor's movie or no longer reading or promoting a writer's work. The reason for cancellation can vary, but it usually is due to the person in question having expressed an objectionable opinion or having conducted themselves in a way that is unacceptable, so that continuing to patronize that person's work leaves a bitter taste. We have seen the rise of cancel culture in our country during the last few months. But has the cancel culture gone too far? Has cancel culture turned toxic? We're going to talk about this on the show today. Hello everyone, you're listening to The Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today, I am joined by Garima. She is a budding entrepreneur and the host of one of my favorite pop culture podcast Popcast with Garima. Hello Garima, welcome to the show. Hi, this is so good. I was enjoying your little monologue and it was like so well written. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much Garima and congratulations to you too uh, on the announcement of your latest venture Podcast. So uh, congratulations on that. Thank you, thank you. So anybody who doesn't know what podcast is and if you are a budding podcaster or if your friends are one, um, podcast is essentially a marketplace which uh, will have uh, podcasters. It's a community of podcasters, guests and advertisers. So the whole idea is to make your podcast a self-sustained podcast. And a lot of, I mean, if you go on Google, the most searched top query is how to monetize your podcast. So we try to, of course, solve that problem of how you can make your podcast self-sustained, but also your main problem of, you know, um, booking your guests or how to get in touch with them, how to contact them. So you can go log on to podcast.in. Um, we've done the soft launch right now. So it's in beta and uh, you guys can sign up. We will soon be coming up with the products. So I guess that's really exciting. I think the whole idea is to democratize podcasting as an industry also, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great idea. When I uh, initially heard about this uh, on the World Podcast Day, so I was really interested and uh, I was, uh, uh, I guess, you know, one of the uh, uh, earliest member who signed up uh, on your website. <laughs> so guys, uh, definitely go check out podcast.in and sign up for uh, their launch because uh, I'm sure a lot of good things are coming up uh, on this platform. Yay! <laughs> so Garima, uh, I mean, apart from this, uh, to our audience, to our socially desi audience, why don't you uh, tell something about you, your journey into podcasting and your life before starting your own podcast? Wow, that's a lot of questions in one. <laughs> so let me <laughs> quickly go through them one by one. Um, so about myself. Okay, my name is Garima. I'm 26 years old now. And I have no shame in admitting because I don't know why the girls don't like telling their age and they just try to dodge it. <laughs> some way it's really funny but um, yes that's part of who I am and um, before I started my podcast I was stuck in a nine-to-five mundane job yes if you're hearing this and if you are a nine-to-five job this is universe's sign of telling you <laughs> to probably chase your dreams first rather than um, making all the money for the company that you are working for right now that's what I was doing I was killing it at work um, I was I was like upwards of my revenue and I was I was doing great stuff but I was not happy because I always knew I had a creative side to myself I did my first mm -hmm. radio show when I was studying in my college it was for a community radio and I was 17 years old 
So I started uh, this radio show called Mera Gana Kab Aayega, which was a request-based program show. Um, and that's how my my interest for music comes in, which is also pretty evident in my podcast because I have like a huge chunk divided to discovering music and exploring music, which is the podcast playlist. But um, yeah, um, I think I I first got confident with Mike. um you know as an equipment and i and i don't think i ever had stage fright like i would love go love to go on the stage and explore like you know what are what are the different things that i can do am i good at public speaking can i act can i do theater and like the stage was really um it was like a magnetic force for me always so that was never a problem for me but of course you know how um our conditioning teaches us that the best way is you get into the best college then you get into for me it was jamia i did my masters in mass communication from jamia millia islamia and which was like a dream so but you know of how they have always taught us that the college will give you a placement and then you go yeah. take up that placement because it's the most best decision and the most uh, certain lucrative decision that you choose to do so true so i went ahead, i went ahead i got the job i shifted to bombay from delhi mm-hmm. i took up this job and i was um i was a communications consultant okay. and i was working with tata sons which is the parent company of the tata group and i was sitting on the sitting in the same building where mr ratan tata would sit where mr cyrus mistri would sit and all the strategic and important decisions about the tata group were made so this was like pretty heavy for somebody who learned radio tv and film and you know all of all of the creative things that i wanted to do and i ended up with a desk job and i was like okay this is not what what i want to do and then a year later i left the job of course learning a lot of things i think i really believe whatever you do in your life even if they're bad decisions they really are there to teach you out something and to pave the way for something that's eventually going to happen to you so true so if i have to count back i think i i took a lot of um you know key takeaways from my job at tata then i moved on to bombay times um where i was assistant manager bollywood uh, and i was handling music as a section in fact i started music as a vertical for them um and it went great again because of my interest in music like i i loved uh, you know speaking to these artists and mm-hmm. discovering new pieces and it was like a super thrill for me but i was like okay this is not what i want to do now what but i always <laughs> knew i had to do something i was one of those girls i remember like i started watching ntv good times mm-hmm. vh1 and you know mtv like a very rebellious child like an ftv also like my father would always be like what are you watching these <laughs> you know half clothed girls walking the ramp and like you know all of that he would get really scandalized because i come from a very small town in rajasthan hmm. and my family wasn't so progressive at that time so he would like totally get like oh okay <laughs> uh, but then i think i would always like stand up in front of the mirror and i would always try to act like a host and i would always be like okay you know when i host somebody these are the questions i'm going to ask if somebody asks me this is what my answer is going to be mm-hmm. and i was always like prepared for my oscar moment <laughs> <laughs> never of course happened but um i i think i i love asking people and then you know people asking me something and this whole conversation the, the dialogue that really thrilled me and then podcast started okay. it was sunday afternoon when i was like okay let's do something i was on my computer i had to make a deck i had to make a presentation for a client and i made a presentation for myself which was about what i'm going to do and i literally started with the first slide which is like okay this is going to be the name of my podcast this is what will come and you know this is uh, this is the segments these are the segments that i will probably have i will i would like to call these guests these are my wish list people and i made like a um like this i think 10 to 15 slide presentation just about the podcast but why podcast because i was already associated with radio right hmm. and uh, the thrill of listening to my own voice was exhilarating like i once remember the show was a deferred show the one that i was doing on radio so it was not a live show 
So I once remember that I I was in I was living in hostel that time and we would get an outing once a week only for one hour. So in that one hour we had to do like everything. I know it sounds very primitive <laughs> because I think now everybody uh, gets to live life as for their own terms. But yeah, so in that one hour I was going and I was running my errands and you won't believe I was actually walking down the street and there was this little sonar. A shop okay mm-hmm. like this uh, old guy who would do piercing and had like these trinkets and little jewelry kind of stuff or uske radio pe, he was listening to my show oh. okay and i was like i i can hear myself and this is like a familiar sound and what is happening i don't know and i went and i was like oh my god he is listening to me <laughs> and that moment <laughs> that moment i was like and then i spoke to that guy i was like ha matlab namaste or you know aapko aapko ya kya sun rahe ho and i like i tried to be really over smart and i was like do you know who is this person <laughs> and then he was like ha main sunta hu ye garima hai aur ye apna ye mera gana kab aayega roz sham ko 4 se 5 aata hai and i was like wow like you know that this the loop being completed of me trying to communicate something and it goes out to the person who's listening it and me figuring out who's listening i think that was amazing that would have been a wonderful feeling for you oh it was such a validating feeling nothing no amount of validation that i get on social media is compared to this because i mean i have just started hating social media so much and instagram in particular i think it's the place for the shittiest content in the world i'm not even kidding i loathe instagram now and i think um even though i put up stories and even though i put up posts it just to be in the rut trust me i might mm. just one day abandon my instagram because after watching um uh the social dilemma and even before that also i think i'm like not really an instagram person and which is why i never went the route of being an influencer yeah that that word is uh, really uh, you know it's, uh, somehow it creates that uh, Oh, a weird feeling uh, inside me yeah it also creates a bubble for the person yeah. who's the influencer himself and for the people who are following because if you see instagram is what just bubbles different people following different people and uh, you know you have a certain set of followers that i might not just be aware of so we are all in our own bubble um so true so th- which is why i resorted to podcasting and i was like this is going to be like a value add for me because i treat podcast as a therapy i mean uh, the fact that i can vent out so much whatever i have gone through in my life um whatever conditioning i've been subjected to whatever um uh, social issues that i've always been wanting to speak about i could have never done that very flamboyantly sitting in a nice dress and with a lot of makeup on with no offense but like how many good activists do you often come on instagram it's like a plethora of fashion beauty lifestyle which is great yeah yeah so for me to put forward my voice i thought podcasting is a great way uh, of you know making uh, yourself audible to people and of raising a voice i think for conversations that really matter and with podcast also i wanted to be fun for people who are listening it because not everybody will give you their attention for so for like 20 30 minutes of their day you know uh, because it's a lot to ask from which is why instagram is so famous and so snackable because of its inherent nature of just having one minute content pieces um so yeah i mean yeah even i believe that uh, see for podcast what i like about uh, podcasting is that you don't need the 100% attention of the user at the end of the day if you are listening to my podcast you can always do your other chores and just go around your house listening to the podcast without having to actually invest your complete time and attention to my podcast and what i'm doing um which is very different when it comes to youtube yeah i mean podcasts are a passive consumption platform but having said that it's also consented consumption what you're doing if somebody has tuned into your podcast they very well aware of you know they want to listen to anurag they want to listen to what's next on socially desi and you know who are they talking to next so i think um, the whole fact that somebody consciously wants to learn something and give gives you their 10 15 20 minutes to listen to something productive is great like you have somebody's undivided attention rather than a scrolling spree or uh, rather than a scrolling marathon that everybody is just running for 
so true and at the end of the day podcasts are giving you more value than any of the you know tnas that you see on instagram <laughs> and i think it's about time uh, it'll and trust me like we're on the way of when people will realize that when they spend their valuable time on social media um, what is the value that they're getting you know in return i think people are now very smart they want to invest in uh, skills or in uh, consuming content which really adds value to them um True. i think we we passed the meme culture and you know just scrolling for fun i think people are now really looking for something uh, worth their while so true so true yeah i mean uh, these days even i see a shift in this uh, whole scenario where earlier you know when the whole lockdown started people started binge watching things and they would just spend hours and hours on social media trying to just consume whatever they can and you know just following new people trying to figure out what they want to follow next see next watch next whatever but now i guess yes uh, you have rightly said that people are now becoming more conscious and right. uh, they are understanding that their time is important because at the end of the day even if you are working from home you are still working and uh, see social media consumption uh, for entertainment and for just you know passing time for for a bit is fine but then when it when those minutes turns into hours then it gets into your head and it's a fatigue it is it is so it turns into mental fatigue i have literally odd on instagram <laughs> i used it till the time that i felt nauseous and my hands were frozen in that position so yeah so true i mean this this actually you know every one of us has gone through that phase uh, so i mean yes uh, human beings we learn slowly and we learn from our own mistakes nobody else can teach us <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately or fortunately so true so uh, garima wanted to uh, get your attention on uh, today's uh, topic which we are focusing on the toxic culture right, right? Uh, which has uh, which is the cancel culture which is existing on social media on other traditional media houses and in public in general right. so what i think is you know in the earlier days uh, the only way for celebrities to reach out to their fans was through public experiences yeah. or through interviews or any any sort of a published uh, magazines and tabloids or getting aired on some sort of a radio station or television show but uh, this whole uh, allowed for a very limited interaction between celebrities and their fans mm. and it was difficult for these kind of uh, famous celebrities to really communicate social messages or get any sort of a feedback from the other side so uh, the other side with, which had a metaphoric wall mm. right uh, but again uh, with the introduction of social media now into our lives this wall has been demolished and celebrities are accessible they can communicate with their fans with ease and convenience through their uh, social media handles and live streams or whatever and now the big problem now arises is that now fans also have access to the other side of the table and they can uh, express their admiration or disgruntled equally and this has actually what i feel uh, has given rise to uh, the toxicity in the uh, culture which we are seeing these days what do you think about that okay so um i think cancel culture on social media is like a sport hmm. you know people are it's it's actually like a legit sport because people are getting indulged in it so much but the question is is it healthy you know what is the outcome that comes on somebody who's on the receiving end of getting cancelled of being cancelled and somebody who is cancelling you know uh, and that understanding is very very important a lot of famous celebrities uh, and influencers have gotten cancelled in the previous a lot of famous people have cancelled out other famous people yeah so this has like going on for like really long time is just that it gets amplified on social media um but of course the cancel culture i think what it lacks is a collective empathy because you know you have to put yourself in the place of the person you're set out to cancel um there's a lot of judgment which clearly outweighs justice because mm-hmm. 
there are zero chances at redemption um you you're canceling that person you know let's get into the psychology of the person who is canceling for example if i indulge into writing a bad comment or if i do not like something my first thing is i should actually think again of what i'm going to write you know pause on the post or on the video for literally 2 seconds and ask yourself what you're going to post which is calling out somebody you know what if the other person would have done to yeah. you okay and most importantly like what you're pointing out is it put out in a way which is seemingly constructive for the person so that it helps them better it next time or are you purely saying somebody you know by writing unfollowing you this is very common like unfollowing you or just writing uh, something which is mm-hmm. like uh, you know you are a bad person or you you promote hatred or you are this or you are that you know so so that is what the psyche of the person a lot of times of what i've gathered from my experiences of the people that i've spoken to i spoke to miss malini um on one of my podcast and i asked her why do people write hate comments and why do like is it for the thrill of for the heck like, of it, it yeah. yeah is it like a cheap thrill is it like a dopamine kick to them or uh, do they just do it because they have the privilege to be anonymous and nobody will ever get to know who's this person behind the screen um so i think she said that most of them are doing it just to get your attention in one way or another and if you feed people with their attention uh, they might just stop it at once but the main problem is in how like you know if you have to go to the to the tea of the problem i think it's just that we have to be more empathetic collectively on social media also like how we are in real life we don't go out saying anybody on the road are tu randi hai or you know are tu uh, you know you, you wearing shorter clothes so it's exciting me or you know that's that's like whatever so you don't do that in real life yeah so draw that similar balance uh, in your social life as well just because it gives you that privilege clearly does not mean that you can go on saying anything to anybody which is also resulting in witch hunting which is also resulting in so true spewing vitriol literally to to women especially i mean oh my god um women are i think clearly most subjected to all of these atrocities and of all of these uh, um social media witch hunting because uh yeah there's like so much more on a woman for people to like point out right and again goes back to conditioning and the social setup that we come from so i think the a much healthier way um to deal cancel culture is of course take that pause i think it's very important before you're just about to type out something uh, while you are uh, overwhelmed with the content that you've just seen or if it's bringing anger as an emotion to you just like literally pause and ask would you do that in real life this is how you cancel a person i mean i'm really sure half of the person who do that like half the people who do that won't have the same balls to do it in real life in front of a person 100% yeah yeah so like i think a much healthier way would be to like research fact check on your own before you put out allegation i think everybody's trying to be so woke on social media and instagram particularly that they want to be they want to be known as they know everything already and what you have put forward is completely wrong because it does not match with their theory you know yeah so yeah i i agree with uh, you and uh, what you spoke uh, with miss malini because uh, see the thing is that everybody is looking out for that 2 minutes of fame yeah right because uh, you know somewhere or the other because of this whole meme culture and uh, people just blowing up out of proportion from nowhere i guess people are now trying uh, their level best to actually do something or the other which is outrageous and something completely out of proportion so that they get noticed either either you get noticed by the celebrity or the person that you are trying to hate upon or you get noticed by some sort of a memer who can put you on their page and make you famous and i see and i see a lot of these meme pages which are actually doing this on a regular basis ha huh? they don't care uh, which uh, 
for me it's weird because in some posts they will look like mahatmas and on other posts they will actually look like uh, slut shaming bastards you know so that is really i don't understand what's happening especially with social media and this whole toxic state of cancel culture true it just empowers this is what this is this is i think uh, um it just empowers all of the keyboard warriors who are sitting behind their screens and with no fear of being called out uh, it just gives them more power to spread this armchair activism by being woke because everybody on social media wants to be woke and i think that's how this entire cancel culture stems out of because everybody has an opinion everybody wants to put forward that opinion without even knowing realizing or factually being read about the whole thing that they're pointing out to so yeah so true so true and i don't understand what's wrong with uh, this whole issue of uh, boycotting movies why are you boycotting movies and what's up with uh, nepotism going on i mean nepotism is not something that popped up just yesterday i mean nepotism is everywhere in every industry true and uh, like especially uh, when you point out to a star kid okay let's put it that way okay you talk about a star kid and you accuse them of getting movies of course they will get movies because their father or some in their someone in their family has done good work in the industry so they will definitely get some sort of a favors that happens in any industry like ek dukandar ka beta hi aage ja ke dukandar banta hai it's the same thing of course and i i i really find it amusing when people pick out on nepotism and i think this this word particularly was you know like really became viral as a word nepotism like people really started using this i think like a couple of years ago and it and i and i find it so amusing that why are people still stuck on nepotism as a word because this is the most radical idea that has been going on for centuries like not even now or forget yesterday like you know our kings and queens their their ayers or their sons would take away the kingdom right so this this so has true. been on and has been passed on to us for generations so what is something new about it of course if you are um, only if you are like you know somebody who's equally skilled equally good and better and you just get rejected because of a star kid then yes it's problematic but that does not mean cancelling out on the entire industry that does not mean cancelling out on the person who's acted and the one who's made the film um so true i mean like if you if you take the example of how uh, badly alia and aditya roy kapoor were cancelled for sadak 2 uh, of course they were cancelled for all for, for another lot of reasons uh, which was due to the ssr case but the amount of hatred that these two people got because of a movie it's insane uh and it's so amusing that you know people actually pick out on these things and th- they will make it the most disliked video on youtube <laughs> that was funny that actually. is very amusing to me and and i really like sometimes i think and like what are these people doing this entire generation uh, like i said of keyboard warriors who have uh the power of liking or disliking something they use it as a power and it 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 is oh my god it's just beyond my understanding but i don't think so it's going to hurt anybody see at the end of the day what's happening is uh, in fact uh, when uh, sadak 2 got uh, really uh, you know disliked and uh, uh, they they got so many so it became number one disliked video on youtube uh i guess uh, it was uh, who farah khan or who uh, tweeted that uh, you know whatever you are doing you are still making us trending on uh, youtube yeah, so any good publicity that they don't realize that and it's not that yeah. because who you as one individual person who sat on your computer and you liked or disliked something and a collective also of you did that it is not stopping ali but from making more movies getting more commercial deals or you know representing the nation on a global level it's not stopping her to do anything so so true you think you have the power but you clearly do not have any power of what happens on a bigger 
scheme of things so why are you even wasting your time and your uh, burning your eyes on doing something so stupid yeah completely because see if you are fighting for the wrong cause this is what i believe in yes. like you said you know uh, if you are equally talented let's talk about bollywood for a couple of minutes if you are really talented uh, in the industry uh, everyone you know you take any good actor in the industry they will say that if you have the talent if you have the uh, charisma and the uh, art of uh, acting nobody can stop you of course hmm. what uh, the the fight should be uh, in the terms of that as a star kid or as you know being from the family you know the family in the bollywood uh, you should not uh, misuse your powers this is what i believe in you want to make 100 movies for your son that's completely fine i mean rithik roshan has lived off his father for his entire career that's completely <laughs> fine could not really get to the best of his ability barring couple of movies so is um uh, so is akshay khanna sorry again great acting uh, uh, you know uh, great acting skills but could not do it as well as his father or again like to, who who else i think who, who could not make it right abhishek um see abhishek bachchan is still a good actor but uh, he actually got compared to amitabh bachchan <laughs> that's what went wrong with him yeah but like a lot of these other kids yeah who could not who are star kids but could not do that well there's so many fardeen khan athiya shetty she could not i mean oh my gosh <laughs> she is like the daughter of a superstar sunil shetty she could not get it right and that's completely okay also does not of course mean that you're going to like go after her and tag her as a nepotism product and you know cancel her so true so true i mean if you if you look at the top stars in bollywood right now they are you, you can you can count them in your fingertips yeah right out of one more than 100 crores of population in india you have handful of star kids mm-hmm. okay and we cannot just simply say that nobody else can get work apart from these people right so i guess that's a wrong notion so that's why i say that we are fighting the wrong war we are fighting for the wrong cause yeah. this is my take on this whole nep- nepotism situation yeah clearly and i and i definitely second with you because this is not a fight that's leading anything i mean this will continue uh, you know probably you, you you're only a couple of years away till you see temur grow up and be cast in student of the year 30th i think <laughs> it's like a, like only a couple of years away so this is going to be a trend no it's not going to be a trend because there's something super normal actually for somebody to do so it's it's going to be the same you rather invest your energy and your opinions and your comments and your critiques and your feedbacks to something which can possibly you know like help yourself and help the conversations around you to be a little more fruitful and productive yeah and what has also gone wrong with the cancel culture is that uh, you know one day you will support an actor uh, you know from the bottom of your heart you are willing to die for that person and the next day suddenly you will cancel them in a way that you'll start you know putting hate comments yeah. you'll start putting up pictures memes i don't understand this is a hypocritic uh, state of affairs especially in, in the netizens currently especially on twitter twitter has become a garbage place for uh, discussions yeah it has you know i was reading something very interesting um, um and i and i was mm-hmm. reading about it after i saw the social dilemma on netflix so they said that you know we as humans we were not evolved to get validation or to receive hatred or judgment or disapprovement of any form by people in in thousands and lakhs you know um we were always meant to be socially in a circle with at max like you know 50 100 150 or like you know maybe like 500 people listening to us at once or we being yeah small tribes small tribes correct mm-hmm. but we were not evolved to be subject to that level of validation and like you know it being an open ground for people to come and throw their opinions their judgments and critiques so openly uh so we are not built that way you know and which is why 
if you see the trends, the cases of depression and anxiety uh, have like suddenly skyrocketed so much because we were not meant for all of this. Our bodies are not evolved. Our brains are not evolved to take all of this, um, you know, at length. So this is like completely abnormal for us. And we're not meant for all of this. This is way beyond how we were made as human beings. So what's your take on this? Why do you feel uh, more and more people are uh, searching for validation on social media? Okay, very interesting. I think what happens is, uh, we, like I said, we live in our own bubbles and our own communities, little communities of people, okay? Hmm. So if I like have, for example, 3,000, 4,000 people on my Instagram and if the because the fact that you can quantify, I know that out of 3,000, 4,000 people, only 130 people have liked my picture. And again, we were not meant to be quantified in certain uh, measures or there's no yardstick of how good we are in real life, I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. There's no yardstick to measure uh, my value with 130 likes in real life. But social media is this fabricated platform where validation becomes so important to me because I know the, you know, because I can measure it by the amount of people who have liked me. And that thirst and hunger of, okay, today 130 people have liked, tomorrow it should be 150, 200, 300, you know, that keeps, that hunger keeps amplifying because you also see other bubbles or other communities which will have people with more higher following, more higher engagement. And you would unintentionally, unknowingly, you start to compare yourself. And which is very human. Because comparison is a nature that comes to us very organically as human beings. Um, We always tend to compare ourselves with somebody else who we look up to or, or who we think is doing better, you know. So when... All of that comes in a platform which is first superbly algorithm driven. Um, it it only shows you, you know, what they want to show you. Correct. Um, when it when it gets affected by an algorithm, when it gets affected by other people on that circuit, that's when it starts taking a toll on you, and you resort to that validation, and that's like your escape out of everything crazy in the world because. You go there constantly for validation or in my case, I mean, I really, I mean, if I put up anything (laughs) uh, now lately, I've started, you know, facing a lot of backlash. Why are your eyebrows not done? Why are your eyes different? Why are your upper lips there? I said, and I'm, you know, always like, can you get over the physical attributes of somebody? And can you for once listen to what they're trying to say? And this is just yesterday. When I put up the story that I'm I'm going to be talking to Somukhi Suresh for my season three, you won't believe the first message that I got was, what's wrong with your eyebrows? And I'm not even kidding. Like, this is literally the first message that I got. And I was, and it got me furious, but I couldn't do anything about it. I actually went back to the mirror to look, are my eyebrows like really that outstanding that somebody is taking more notice of it than what I'm saying. Was it somebody who uh, whom you knew earlier or a random person? It will be very funny. It'll be this is this is one of my best friends from my childhood. Because it has become a pattern. I mean she is she is a really good friend, but it has become a pattern that everything I do, the first thing that they will always resort to is pointing out the physical attributes mm. of of how I'm looking. And somewhere deeply, it's, it starts to affect me that I, you know, because these are the people who will give you the most truest of, um, uh, like they'll show you the mirror, basically. They'll tell you what's right, what's not right. So because it came from a person like her who knew me, like who knows me from so long, I was like, okay, if she's saying something, then it must be really like important. But like, really, are my eyebrows that important that it outweighs the message that I want to give? See, the problem is that uh, on Instagram, people are so accustomed to looking at girls who have gone under the knife thousands of times. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, and and the, the, the problem is that uh, this has, ho- everything has 
fed into this whole system of uh, showing the perfect doll bodies right yeah yeah, yeah. so everybody is accustomed we are also to blame it listen the okay why do we use filters like let's be honest why do i use filters sometimes like if i have to be dropped at honest because i want to look nicer because i want to have that oh woke up like this filter oh i or glow skin filter or foundation uh, filter or uh, a filter which says airbrush i mean foundation filter can... bhi hota hai yeah yeah <laughs> there is a filter <laughs> there is a filter which basically cakes up your face and gives you that foundation finish there's also a filter which is like a highlighter filter which will give you like highlights and there are like a dozen of these filters but why do you ye ye filter bane isliye na kyunki hame validation chahiye aur agar hum khud agar nahi dikh rahe waise to we make an external force which makes us look our desired choice you know it's like somebody telling you oh you can be uh you can look as fabulous as an emma watson and uh you don't have to like go through your pimples or your acne or your um you know flawed skin so yeah yeah it's all it's all feeding up to this whole giant monster uh which uh, doesn't really come out of the closet it's just there and yeah. you are just you know looking at it you are scared that the monster is there in the closet and you're succumbing to the monster like that's the worst so true so true i mean yeah this is this is a big big uh, problem especially with social media and this is the whole uh, root of the problems where uh, once we start uh, you know fantasizing and uh, uh, start giving importance to the analytics on social media that's where you get uh, you know uh, get deep inside the rabbit hole Yeah that's why if you are somebody who's listening to us you're very smart you're you're putting your time you're investing your time in listening to something that might have certain value you know where you might have learned something new or where we might have contributed in your growth or you might have understood something on a deeper level again so which is why good like i think team podcast always <laughs> no 100% 100% even i believe that and uh, and you also won't believe that i have so many friends who actually you know are into this whole rabbit hole uh, and they always keep asking me ke boss i got 100 likes yesterday and today i posted a pic which was better than yesterday but i got only 80 likes what's happening hmm. what's going wrong because i'm also a, a marketer so they keep asking me you know check out my analytics and uh, help me figure out what's wrong maine bola there's nothing wrong it's <laughs> it's just that it's a platform which you don't own right it's a platform which uh, which doesn't care about you all they care about is themselves and at the end of the day they want you to spend money on putting up ads uh, because you know your uh, likes have gone down your followers have gone down so that's yeah. how they play yeah. around and it's a business at the end of the day it's a free service to you but it's you know like they said you are the product yes. so it's a free service it's a free service to us we might feel but it's a business for them so i'm sure they're doing the best of their abilities to run their business and if it demotivates you and if it if it bogs you down that's clearly not their problem you know and especially right now with all the creators facing uh, less engagement on their profiles everybody i mean do you think instagram is like really bothered about that and i don't really know one more thing why is nobody talking about did you notice that the the little change on your instagram um they have replaced the search button which was on the top next to the home thing mm-hmm. and now they've taken it on top yep. aur jahan pe pehle search button hota tha wahan pe reels hai abhi yep they are literally you know they've cracked your psychology they've cracked your patterns and fucking they know that you will tap on that search button but no that's not a search button that's reels so now you're lost in the world of reels because you like look at one reel and then you keep scrolling so oh my that's god that's what this they want what i'm sorry we just took it uh, <laughs> to another level 
No, I guess this is part of the whole issue because at the end of the day, if you look at see, uh, this cancel culture is not just for celebrities. I mean, a very young TikTok star she committed suicide, right? Because of this whole issue, uh, back in June, I guess. Where it was, it's hard for everyone, and with this whole uh, issue of uh, depression and anxiety uh, on a rise of and uh, for millennials right. especially, and it's all happening because of this validation issue and cancel culture. Because the moment you don't like your favorite creator on Instagram, you'll start hating on them. True, for physical attributes, because like again, uh, if you know this account called Art Hoering Priyanka. Um, yeah, wait, it's called Art Hoering by Priyanka. Mm-hmm. She was recently cancelled out. Yeah, Art Hoering Priyanka Paul. She was recently cancelled out purely because of her physical attributes, one. And second, because um, uh, they, they... One second. Yeah, so purely because of her physical attributes and also because she comes from a certain caste. So she was literally outcast by people and was... And I cannot even tell you the messages that she shared on her feed where people are calling her a whore or people are calling her, I mean, the meanest thing somebody can possibly call you that can literally demotivate you and, you know, bring you from where you actually started from. Like, imagine after all the hard work, that's really demotivating to hear. But the woman took it up with, yeah, but the woman took it up like a badass bitch and with such boss energy, she like, literally uh, put all of these uh, haters in the back bench like literally and she fought with so much like she was really savage i think and i and i absolutely love the work that she does so i think um, anybody who's listening right now art hoarding is a great page to also learn a lot about dalit lives right now because she's actively posting so much about it yeah, because see, a lot of people are not on social media just to show off their skin. A lot of people are actually there to uh, do some sort of a support movement, try to educate people, right? In in fact, we are also on uh, Instagram just to make sure that the kind of content we are putting out on our podcast is actually uh, been able to distribute to a larger audience. That's the whole reason why we are on Instagram. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been there. Right, why, sh- right, why right. should I waste my energy on creating posts and trying to like and follow people with, you know, why I can... not even your platform, you know? So because true. podcast is your platform, right? 100%. We're not Instagrammers or Instagram influencers or Instagram content creators. Yes, we are content creators, but our platform is podcasts. And we're not... Yeah, we might choose to because, of course, like I said, we... Um, it's very important as content creators also to be omnipresent and to be like literally your potential audience could be anywhere and they can just discover from you uh, discover you from anywhere so which is the sole existence uh, the sole reason of existing on instagram so true and uh, you know i keep telling people uh, to our community uh, on socially desi as well that at the end of the day if you want to create your personal brand you need to have your own thing don't depend on instagram right a lot of tiktokers who thought that tiktok would be here forever are you know trying to find space now on instagram and some other platform right. and same thing happened with a lot of snapchat celebrities right they had to figure out what to do next so uh, it's always important that uh, people should understand own your own thing so like podcast i own my own thing right sure. i of course i have a uh, hosting partner from where i am hosting my uh, podcast but that does not make the hosting partner the owner of my podcast. So right. the creativity, the podcast stays with me. The files are with me. Everything is with me. I'm just distributing through that podcast. Similarly, for anybody who is uh, using it, social media, don't lay all your eggs in one basket. You're going to regret later on. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the whole thing with social media. And yes, this cancel culture is actually coming out of this whole situation. This is the root. Yeah. And I guess this is one of the important topics of uh, this episode yeah. that we have to figure out the root, the cause root problem. Yeah, it all stems out from, like I said, from, you know, everybody having this urge to be super woke, super known about everything that's happening. They want to be these people with opinion, which is great. But... um 
having your opinions put forward in a way which can be constructive to somebody is way better than having a blind judgment um and you know passing it out by calling somebody cancelled aiming and trolling will not bring the real change if that's your intention to tell the creator that from next time onwards you should be mindful of this or you should have done this better so i don't think shaming and trolling will bring the real change but a healthy conversation or an open minded conversation or a feedback is what is required for us and i think collectively if we all become um a little sensitive to the world that we are in right now like such unprecedented times it will only be good for you and for the person who's on the receiving end uh you know so that we understand what's the real problem yeah that's true and you know talking about this uh, blind judgments what's your view on this whole uh, sushant singh rajput case first it's a passe case <laughs> <laughs> that's my first view i think we have blown this out of proportion to an extent that it has affected so many lives it has affected so many people we have clearly forgotten much more important things at hand to discuss to be shown to the to the people of our country than promoting um a case which i mean i understand it's important that a celebrity has lost his life and a bunch of people in fact the entire nation comes together to seek justice but the this fact cannot overshadow the fact that you know what we are not showing on the news which should actually be on prime time because it's an because it's an issue that's affecting us now the person who we are fighting for is no more right so it's not a rocket science to understand what's on priority right now plus i think um i won't really cite the facts that are uh, known to everybody about who did the murder was it a suicide or you know what is cbi doing aims doctors have now said and confirmed that it was a suicide and not a murder people are not ready to believe that sushant was in depression as if depression is some untouchable or you know it comes out as that you know the understanding of depression among people is so shallow it only proves that uh, that they consider it as a taboo so a lot of these things are of course there but one thing that i actually read today is that there were 80000 fake accounts or uh, 80000 accounts which were actually planted Mm-hmm. uh i don't know by who uh, i'm assuming it's by the government because again i will tell you the bigger reason for this but there were 80000 accounts which were only planted to create this massive conversation on social media about his death and about seeking justice and if you saw how people were like suddenly you know populating all comments everywhere on youtube on instagram twitter just seeking justice for him you thought these were real people no these were all implanted 80000 of these accounts which were probably trying to um redirect us the users into this whole bubble that this is actually a, a murder or this is a conspiracy you know um so this is the news that came today and i'm really shook by that news um but of course i think it's a lot to do with the sad state of journalism it's a lot to do with the sad state of current affairs in our country where our prime minister can literally um i don't know do you, i mean what took 3 months for this thing to be solved and um uh and you know for them to know that it was a murder or a suicide like i mean everything in our country is exceptionally slow but this is something that the entire nation was fighting for and and i personally think this was um like a distraction from what's happening on a bigger level because clearly this news of 80000 fake accounts then the way our prime minister just does not want to address anything be it the pm care fund be it um his death he has all the time to thank virat and anushka for the wishes on his birthday <laughs> but he does not have time to address so the bigger issues so it's all a distraction from what's 
next that's going to happen to our country to us i think it's about time that we all wake up i think we're all pretty smart as netizens to understand what's happening around us please do not succumb to fake news please do not be the agents of uh, spreading fake news um i think this ssr case has only taught all of us this that you know um i think a lot of our journalism like you know um of the way it was presented of how drugs suddenly became more important than the farmers or how um you know a woman there was this very funny video that i saw by z news where sushant mm-hmm. and riya both were consuming drugs but the journalist was so funny he said aap sushant ko mat dekhiye hum ye video aapko dikha rahe hain kyunki riya ganja phook rahi hai to hum ye aapko video riya ke liye dikha rahe hain sushant ke liye nahi dikha rahe jabki wo bhi he was equally partaking in that right so it's so funny that how stupid our reporters think that the that you know we as uh, countrymen we they think that we are so stupid to be fooled and i'm not blaming him we are i think as as a country of like as a nation of a 1.2 billion are we 1.2 billion one second yeah we are more than that i guess yeah but what i'm trying to tell you is that um you know we show us because we want to you know we see all of that and we are f- getting fed by this information because we tend to believe that this is true without even questioning so i think it's this entire case has like it it has given so much perspective on so many other things that happening around us and if you wanted me to answer about was it a murder or a or a suicide then let the people who are in the job to do this let them decide and i think they've clearly said that this is a suicide so let this be and can we please focus on other things in our country so true yeah i mean because the case started off with a very different uh, perception and uh, even uh, you know when initially it started off that they wanted to understand what's going on and there were a lot of speculations around suicide or murder uh so at that time what i believed was i mean of course before this uh, whole news that has by the way uh, which which publication has re- reported this uh, regarding the 85000 fake uh, accounts yeah this is on times of india thousands of fake okay. online accounts uh, were created yeah and again uh, mumbai police identifies 80000 fake accounts created to defame the force um even national herald has this wow hindustan times again so yeah this is like a verified news for sure and i'm not surprised honestly i'm not surprised this is how bjp will again win an election because this is the way to go about it and there is a conspiracy theory about having so many people talking about one particular thing um you know as and setting an agenda and only propagating that agenda so i'm not really surprised by this it's just that can we be more conscious uh, conscious as people of this country and can we start addressing important things and i think we are like we're really smart it's just we're waiting for our journalists to also understand this no i guess we are too dependent i uh, i have uh, a different take on this i believe that Uh, even though as uh, the citizens of our country we are smart enough to understand what's going on but i guess you know we are still lazy uh, to not stand up and do something about it we want somebody else to do it for us wo kehte hai na ki apni plate mein dala dalaya chahiye sabko right this is what is happening so when we say that you know media should report this correctly they should do this correctly i think that is um a part of being lazy i mean if the media is doing it wrong then you should do it the right way i mean that when when you have to go and uh, slut sham anybody on social media tab to aap nahi kehte ki jaake jo hai arnab goswami ko bolo bolne ke liye nobody hmm. does that right so you go on the social media page and you write about it you put your heart out na the same way you could do it when it comes to raising your voice for what's right and what's wrong but i guess yeah people uh have not yet realized that 
they could use this cancel culture wala thing uh, to a better cause instead of just you know pointing and uh, canceling people for the heck of it and this whole case uh, started with a very different vision turned out uh, Uh, to be a fight between two ladies and then it went to a different direction of drugs i'm fine with it you want to crack down the drug mafia then you crack it down to the t then you go in the roots and you find out who is uh, who who are the real kingpins of uh, this whole trade because just uh, trying to catch hold of somebody who is consuming will not help वो करो आई मीन एट एंड ऑफ द डे इफ यू वॉन्ट टू मेक अ एग्जाम्पल आउट ऑफ इट डू दैट बट देन यू देन गो ऑल द वे ना देन यू मेक अ सेपरेट केस फॉर दिस यू गो ऑल द वे यू पिन डाउन द रूट्स ऑफ दिस प्रॉब्लम एंड देन यू क्योर इट बट देन वॉट इज हैपनिंग इज अंडर द डिस्गाइज ऑफ द होल केस सम अदर थिंग्स आर हैपनिंग पीपल आर वेस्टिंग दर टाइम एंड लाइक यू राइटली सेट सी बी आई इज हियर द कोर्ट्स आर हियर you know medical institutions are here they are the ones who will give you the right information and the correct information and the judgment hmm. right so you don't have to be the prosecutor you don't have to be the defendant right focus on what's right the farmers right there was a kaziranga ka pura flood tha nobody spoke about that right yeah. northeast yeah. mein there were so many issues nobody spoke about that social media suddenly become the court of justice and <laughs> <laughs> everybody thinks uh, you know that they are their respective lawyers representing sushant uh, <laughs> from their own little community and their own little instagram bubble but it's unfortunate Arre, you you imagine you imagine the situation where foreigners are taking advantage of our stupidness there was this youtube channel what huff huff paranormal or something yeah oh he made God. a fool I saw that and I was so scared. Okay, I am not a horror person one bit, but I was really intrigued to see the stupidness. So I went ahead and I tuned into that thing. Like I saw it, and oh my god, I was so scared after watching this. But I was so, it made me so like it. I was literally laughing while I was being scared because I was alone in the house. Um, but I was like, wow, like people have literally made it to their advantage with millions of views, comments, and then of course our government also made it to their advantage with the whole Bihar campaign. Garima, you won't believe that person is literally using guitar gears. Okay, he is using guitar pedals. He is using amplifiers. Okay, which are simply musical instruments which have been painted and redesigned in a different way and he's calling it a a, a supernatural communicator and he's mm. making a mockery out of our citizens and people are actually believing it and he made he made around 4 to 5 episodes and you won't believe those are one of the, those are all five of those videos are his uh, most watched videos he must have earned thousands of thousands of dollars out of this people yeah. are making money out of our stupidness and this is what yeah. is happening <laughs> no but apparently i think uh, the first video that i saw he said uh, that a lot of indians have requested him to do this particularly for sushant my uh, foot uh. <laughs> so this is us this is us guys this is us <laughs> seriously so so i mean yeah before uh, you're wrapping up the episode garima what do you think is uh, the way forward for us for the millennials to get rid of this whole state of toxic cancel culture you know instagram and facebook and twitter and all of these places were meant to be um, a place of community building of seeing what people are doing your friends are doing of learning from them wherever in the country wherever in the world they are actually and uh, it's suddenly become and it's lost all its relevance and is minuscule to this very shallow um idea of pulling creators down and um, this inherent comparison that comes in which is very human but when you pile it up with the amount of anger and hate and when you start slut shaming people it's not cool 
So I think be very, very mindful. And this is not some gyan or I'm not like trying to preach you out here. But this is, like I said, you have a real life and you do not do things that you do in your real life um, versus uh, or vis-a-vis the things that you do on social media. Clearly, right? I mean, I, I, um, mm-hmm. I've been talking to this uh, person lately. Uh, she's called Krantikari on Instagram. I think Moose Jatana. And Moose has been getting a lot of these obscene messages. Hmm. Um, uh, you know, uh, oh, oh, apne chuche dikha, or you know, teri fuddi, and you know, all of these super obscene messages. And I won't even have the guts to say anything like this to anybody in real life. I'm sure that man too. I mean, he would be shitting his pants in front of a woman otherwise, but he has the balls to do it right now. So please, please understand and question yourself. कि क्या मैं रियल लाइफ में ऐसा कुछ करता या क्या एक औरत जा रही होती तो मैं उसको ऐसे बोलता या क्या अगर मैं अगर यू नो इफ आई वुड हैव गॉटन अ वन ऑन वन विद अ सेलिब्रिटी और इफ आई वुड हैव बीन अटेंडिंग देयर वुड आई हैव बीन शाउटिंग डिफेमिंग हिम यू वुडंट राइट यू वुड चूज नॉट टू गो टू द प्लेस वेयर दैट सेलिब्रिटी इज और यू वुडंट वांट टू पार्टेक इन अ कन्वर्सेशन और अ डायलॉग वेयर योर फेवरेट सेलिब्रिटी इज नॉट देयर और इफ यू डिसक समी तुम जाते ही नहीं ना वहां पे बेसिक है ना मतलब अगर अगर कोई कॉन्सर्ट है और उसमें कोई सिंगर है वो तुम्हें नहीं पसंद है तो तुम नहीं जाओगे वहां पे सिंपल तो तुम फिर इंस्टाग्राम पे क्यों उसके नीचे जस्ट बिकॉज इट्स एक्सेसिबल यू वॉन्ट मिस यूज इट एंड यू रियली वॉन्ट लाइक पुट डाउन दैट कॉमेंट विच विल ऑफकोर्स डीमोटिवेट द क्रिएटर एंड विल क्रिएट दैट कम्युनिटी ऑफ हेटरेट तो तुम जस्ट आस्क योर सेल्फ If I would have been in my real life, vis-a-vis my social life, would I have done that? No, nobody does that. I think all of us are human enough to do it. It's just the algorithms. No, fuck the algorithm. I think people have really taken the advantage of uh, being a certain way on social media, and that's actually it's their soul because they just get cheap thrills out of it. Yeah, that's so true. Uh, with that, uh, Garima, thank you very much for being on the show, and everyone listening out there, go check out podcast with Garima uh, on all the uh, listening platforms of podcast wherever you want to listen on Hub Hopper, on iTunes, on Spotify. She is available everywhere. So, thank you very much, Garima. Thank you for coming on the show today. It was so much fun. I think we had like such a deep discussion, and if you. guys who are listening if you have made it until the end of this episode thank you uh, as anurag said you uh, you can check podcast on all the streaming platforms and thanks anurag for having me over i think this was really long due of both of us chatting um, i will obviously catch up with you post this formal recording <laughs> <laughs> and we will talk a lot more about podcast and you have to teach me editing so yeah <laughs> will do will do and we'll have a, a pop list soon on garima's episode also yay <laughs> <laughs> perfect so that wraps it up for today folks if you like the episode give it a big thumbs up share it with your friends and let's go viral remember our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth mental health relationships business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness We would love to have Garima on our show again in the future to discuss more about our Indian society and podcasting in general. So, if you haven't yet done so, hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com. And as always, before I sign off, remember, life is black and white and everything in between. <laughs>